You're listening to Strange by Nature, your guide to the strange, weird, unbelievable, and improbable wonders of the natural world. Hello, everyone. Thanks for being here today. I am Kirk Mona, and I am joined today by Rachel Ginza and Victoria Thompson. We are all professional naturalists who together have scoured the world for weird and wonderful wonders just to please your mammalian brain's desire for novelty. Isn't that nice? Let's do this. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Well, welcome back to me, mainly. Hey, Victoria. Uh, yeah, good to have you back, Victoria. Yeah, it's good to be back. Um, I'm excited to share my topic with you this week. And I think Ooh. you'll be excited, too, as we're the animals involved in this story. So let's get started. Ooh, love some animals. Okay, I'm go intrigued. for it. So about a year ago, an article was published in the journal Ecology that was pretty much destined to grab headlines in non-scientific publications, since of it course. involved two species that people tend to feel very strongly about, um, mm -hmm. although in different directions. Okay. Anacondas, anacondas, and dolphins. Okay. So people love anacondas, not so hot on dolphins? Yeah, yes. that's usually the way it goes. 100%. I, that's, I assume that's how most people feel, yeah. Mm -hmm. The situation was a team of Bolivian and Brazilian researchers was in the remote Bolivian Amazon uh, studying biodiversity near the... I'm so curious where this is going. Tihamuchi mm -hmm. River, which I, a river I've never heard of. I assume it's a tributary of the Amazon. Uh, and they noticed some Bolivian river dolphins surfacing. So they started snapping pictures. Cool. And then, yeah, I mean, once they started looking at the photos they were taking, though, they realized something even oh, more man. unusual was happening. So Bolivian river dolphins are rare to begin with. Their scientific name is Inia boliviensis. And unfortunately, mm. they are endangered by hunting overfishing and habitat loss. I mean, a lot of places yeah. in the Amazon, a lot of animals in the Amazon are struggling right now. Sure. Yeah. Um, in addition, it is hard to, hard to spot the ones that are there because they live in muddy river water, uh, which you can't really see through. Yeah. And, and a little where, hard, Not yeah. where I usually picture dolphins hanging out, so that's really cool. Yeah, they're in remote lake locations as well, and they only tend to surface for very brief periods of time. They don't do those... Air acrobatic leaps through the air the way that you see bottlenose dolphins and other marine mm -hmm. dolphins do. Right, right. Well, you don't get the uh, momentum. It's not deep enough for them to be able to go and do that anyway. That's probably a big part of it, I would guess. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, I don't know how familiar you are with Bolivian river dolphins. I wasn't very. Uh, not, not very, no. They are closely related to several other subspecies of river dolphins from different mm -hmm. areas of South America. And they all look pretty similar to each other. Okay, um, yeah, they're yeah. a bit different looking than your typical dolphin that you've seen. One big difference is that they can be pink. I was, a, you were saying all oh, this and I've I was like, are these that, the okay, pink yeah. dolphins? These are the pink ones. Oh, um, especially so cool. older gotcha. individuals can be pink and they also have very long, narrow snouts. Um, and their forehead is a, is a kind of bulbous melon shape mm -hmm. and they have Bizarre. quite small right. eyes. They're, they're not as, I, I think they're a little aesthetically <laughs> challenged compared to like Aww. a bottlenose dolphin, Aww. but they're still, they're still they're, cute. They're really cute. They're special yeah. in their own way. Yes. Mm. <laughs> so what was it that these pink dolphins were up to that was so strange? 
Well, there were two adult male dolphins that these scientists started noticing, and they were swimming in a synchronized way with each other, with their heads up out of the water. Then as as the scientists were looking at the photos that they were starting to take with like a telephoto lens, they realized that the dolphins were holding something in their jaws. And then they realized that that something was a giant snake. Oh, <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, in fact... I thought perhaps the story was going to go in the other direction, but okay. No. Nope. Oh, right. <laughs> that, would be an, that would be interesting also, but no. Uh, so this snake was a Benny anaconda, which is the apex predator in this part of the rainforest. Now, mm-hmm. green, anaconda, green anacondas <laughs> are the the kind that most people probably have heard of. And those are some of the largest snakes on earth. They can grow up to be six meters or about 20 feet long, which is a very, very big snake. Um, that's, oh boy. So that's a green that's anaconda. Sweet dreams, everyone. Yeah. Oh God. I mean, I think they've, they've literally made horror movies about. Yes. They um, have. Anacondas. Yeah, they have. <laughs> I think it was called anaconda. anaconda. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so Benny anacondas aren't, quite as big, but they still regularly get up to two meters long, which is still a very big snake. Anyway. More than one Rachel. Yes. Yeah, more than one Rachel. Two Rachel. No, no. Like uh, a Rachel in a bit. Mm Mm-hmm. It's like a Kirk. Yes, it's like a Kirk. Anyway, one dolphin was holding the snake behind the head and the other was holding it about a third of the way along the body and they were just carrying it along with their heads sticking out of the water like a synchronized swim team. Uh, They were not trying to eat the snake. It, it soon became clear that they were playing with it. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Like you do. Yeah. Like you do, but not, not in a like, Oh, snakes and dolphins are friends. No way. I'm no, assuming no. the snake was like not a, having a good time. Like my dog shaking a stuffed squirrel like a rag toy kind of way? Much more that way, yes. Uh, oh. They had it underwater for long periods of time, and when these scientists observed it, it was not moving. It wasn't decayed either, so they figured out figured that it had probably either died during this play session or shortly before the mm-hmm. dolphins had grabbed oh, so it. they found it, right? Yeah, yeah we don't really know. Uh, and you know, it's, it's quite common. Uh, Dolphins are very playful animals, so it's quite common for them to play with all kinds of things. Um, but they have never been observed playing with a snake before. (laughs) Uh, and you know, there also could have been an element of kind of showing off or maybe even teaching to what these two adult males were doing because there were actually uh, some spectator dolphins at this time. There were some juvenile dolphins around. So Hmm. potentially, these adults were teaching juveniles about anacondas, you know, like how to deal with anacondas. Who knows? We don't really know much wow. about the, the, the lives of these dolphins. However, huh. um, I'm going to add a little twist here. There was, there was another element that was happening here, if this wasn't enough. So at various, okay. at various points in this activity, the adults would twirl upside down in the water with the snake. And... Um, there's no other way to say this. It became clear that they they had erections while they were playing okay. with the snake. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Huh. That wasn't exactly huh. well, where I thought you were going to go with it, but you know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sure. So, 
Yeah. Well, we don't need to make a playing with a snake joke, I guess. Uh, no. <laughs> you I are mean, apparently you dolphins. Yeah, I just did. There you, you go. Did. You're welcome. Sorry, children. Dolphins in general, including uh, ones in captivity, are pretty well known for, you know, being into rubbing and or penetrating mm-hmm. various mm-hmm. objects and interacting sexually with all kinds of things and other creatures, including, you know, homosexual interactions with the other dolphins, um, other marine mammals, you know, mm-hmm. people in people. some cases. Uh, yeah. So this was they're, actually... They're, they're horn dogs. That's yeah. That's Yeah. Uh, there was, you know, it was maybe not as surprising as it sounds at first, but yeah, it's still pretty startling for us humans to hear about. You wonder, you wonder about this, the snake interaction. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, wow. that's what we have. We know Thanks. a little bit more about Bolivian river dolphins now. <laughs> more, maybe more than we wanted to know. Yeah. In some cases. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Victoria. Thanks, Victoria. Right. My, yeah, my sources this week wow. were the, the original paper, which is titled A Case of Playful Interaction Between Bolivian River Dolphins with a Benny, Benny Anaconda. Uh, the New York Times. Seems so much more nefarious once you know the whole story. Yes. And the Encyclopedia Britannica. Great. We are well, going to. Yeah, you're welcome. We're going to take a, a short break. And when we come back, we will hear from Kirk. So over on the Podbean app, uh, we got another comment this week. Christy uh, sent us a message saying, I found your guys podcast around two months ago and I have totally binged start to now. <laughs> Way to go, Christy. Yeah, hey, thank you. in the work. <laughs> All 100 and probably at the time she left this looks about 110 episodes she had gone through. So, woo. Good wow. job. Uh, she <laughs> says, I'm a truck, dr- I'm a truck driver oh. and you guys have entertained me and taught me so much. Thanks for the laughs too. Well, you are welcome, Christy. So welcome. Thanks That's for listening. Why we do it. Thanks for listening and leaving us a comment. That was great. Yeah. And if anybody else uh, you know, want to send us a message, you know, there's lots of ways you can send an email to contact at strangebynaturepodcast.com or you can just, you know, if you're on the Podbean app, you can just uh, make a little comment right on the actual episode and uh, we'll get that. We'd love to hear from all of our fans out there. If you have comments on an episode, you have ideas for something you want us to cover, something you want to share something with us, go ahead, send us your thoughts. We want to hear from you, but uh, we'll get back to the show. Okay, we are back. So what I want to tell you today is, um, is this. Order reverse in simply, but now hearing are you words exact the are then heard you words the fact in. Thought complete, A, and intention contained, that thought of pattern cohesive, of, or A of part, were they, and all of them understand, could you, English, all were, word the, why but? Since no made red eye paragraph previous, the that noted have will listener ke- ears keen now. Uh, why, okay, so Kirk? I why? Think you now, just... I think I know what you said. Listeners will have noted. Yeah, keen-eared listeners will have noted that the previous paragraph I read made no sense. But why? The words were all English. You could understand them all. And they were part of a cohesive pattern of thought that contained intention and a complete thought. In fact, the words you heard then are the exact words you are hearing now. Right now, yeah. But simply in reverse order. Yes. So let's talk about that. Or should I say, 
that about talk lets us. Okay, I'm gonna stop doing that because do. my do. brain hurts. Words. <laughs> <laughs> like I know words is this need like that thing in a certain order. Yeah, is this like that thing where like if the starting letter and the ending letter are the same, generally no. you can figure. Okay, then not that. Never mind. Nope, not that thing. Uh, that's very cool. But but you know uh, what I, what I want to talk say is that words. Uh, you know, need to come in a certain order. Otherwise, it's it's very confusing. We can play around with language a bit and say, hungry you are, instead of are you hungry, mm -hmm. but that we end mm -hmm. up sounding like Yoda, right? Yes. So right. Uh, when, it, when it comes to more complex sentences, such as my opening one, which was order reverse in simply, but now hearing are you words exact, the are then heard you words the fact in, uh, our brains pretty much just nope out and assume that it's gibberish. Mm -hmm. uh, humans are part of the universe and we move forward through time like everyone and everything else. Words describe our reality and reality is made up of time moving in one direction only. So on this show, sometimes I like to take the broad view of nature as in like all that is natural and what is more natural than the basic fabric of the space time that we all live in. Oh my so gosh. my topic this week is this my topic this week is time okay right, Stephen Hawking. oh uh, no 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 we're not going quite that nuts i don't okay. think but uh, to be clear uh, we are constrained by time here on the podcast and doing a full rundown <laughs> on the theoretical and practical implications of time existing uh, could pretty much be the basis of an entire podcast series so <laughs> we, oh we need to narrow down our focus here yeah just uh, maybe a little talk about i want to talk about the passage of time so we all know time passes and it only moves in one direction. But the really weird thing is uh, that about time is that it probably isn't really what you think it is. So you often what you often experience in your life is not actual time passing, but our perception of time passing. Our brains are taking static moments captured by our senses and sort of stitching them together into an ongoing narrative. Right. So this lived sense of time is very flexible. The the two minutes you wait for, say, like the left turn lane to change at the stop or the, the light to change when you're in the left turn lane, yeah. uh, mm -hmm. that can either fly by or it can seem to take ages. Like if you had to pee, for example, uh, and you're racing to get home, that two minutes, according to the clock, might seem like 40 minutes. You're like, why won't this light change? Oh, but um, if you're listening to a super entertaining our, podcast, the two minutes could. Yeah. Yeah. Like this by. one. Right. Exactly. Uh, but aside from like our perception of, of the passing of time, which naturally can seem different depending on how bored we are, um, I think people have the impression that there is a concrete thing called time. Like it may seem like you were sitting at that light for forever, but the clock doesn't lie. Two minutes is two minutes. That is the true reality. Hmm. Except it isn't. Okay, Kirk. Are we going to so, get into relativity here? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Okay. Okay. time, the actual measurable <laughs> duration of an event. I told you it's not Stephen Hawking. It's, uh, it's Einstein. Uh, the, <laughs> oh, good. The actual measurable duration of an event is not the same everywhere in the universe. It isn't even the same everywhere on Earth. Now, the math behind this is probably more than I have time to go into this week. And I know some of you are driving and talk of math may be dangerous and put you to sleep. So I'm going to skip that part and just tell you that the closer you are to a large gravitational mass in the universe, the slower time moves. 
And in our huh. everyday life, you would never notice that here on Earth because we can't really significantly change our distance from the Earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty much the same for all of us. Technically, though, time does move slower at sea level than it does in, say, the mountains. And it moves even uh, faster when you are in space. Huh. And this is known as time dilation. So even going up to the International Space Station, though you wouldn't notice it, uh, time is actually moving um, slower uh, in um, in orbit. And it comes out to... No, uh, faster, I thought you said. Oh, faster, faster, yeah, faster in orbit. So okay. it, it works out to 0.007 seconds for every six months. Ah. So... Clearly, okay. this is not like an anti-aging trick where astronauts are like, I'm not, I'm not aging as much as you are. You're not going to hmm. notice that. But the difference does make a difference. Basically, that's why it's called a difference. Uh, GPS satellites right are up in space. They use very precise clocks to help them know where they are. And by that same token, help you know where you are. And engineers mm-hmm. building the systems actually have to account for time passing uh, differently for the satellites than time passes here on Earth. Wow. And if they don't account for that, the satellites would actually sort of essentially drift over time and not exactly know where they are and where you are, which huh. is really wild. That's nice. Now, this, yeah, this time dilation thing here on Earth may not seem like a huge deal, but it does mean that... Um, the universe can be a pretty strange place when we start going elsewhere. So time is relative depending on the position of the observer. And one of the coolest examples involves what happens as you approach a black hole Mm, to you, the person approaching the black hole, time would seem uh, perfectly normal, right? If you had a watch on your hand, Mm -hmm. it would just keep ticking away as normal. Uh, We all experience local time as being normal in our frame of reference, but To a distant observer that is further from the mass of the black hole, something very weird happens. The closer you get, the more you would seem to slow down. Relative to the observer, time is moving much slower for you. Like this doomed astronaut, I guess you, Hmm. heading toward the black hole, you know, uh, are going to sort of look like you're slowing down. Eventually, the difference in in how time seems to be moving would be so great that to an observer, it would appear that you had basically stopped moving altogether. Hmm. And just because you were going sort of so time was moving so differently between the, the, the two of you. Now, another weird part of this is that time is also affected by velocity. The faster you travel, the slower time passes as well. Yes. Huh. So if you if you assume astronauts on Earth somehow miraculously got a hold of a spaceship that could travel 99 percent the speed of light and you're going to accelerate at a constant one G of gravity so that gravity seems normal on your ship. Very comfy mm-hmm. ride, so it's a slow acceleration up to 99%. Um, and you would then arrive at the core of the Milky Way galaxy in just 20 years, going that fast. Now, wow. that's a long time, but not too bad considering mm-hmm. the mind-boggling distance that you just traveled. Mm-hmm. Uh, and time would seem to move at a normal speed for you. You would it would, it would have taken you, you'd be 20 years older when you got here. Here's the problem, though. It only seemed like 20 years to you in your re- frame of reference, but back on Earth, 28,000 years would have Whoa. passed. So That's if, wild. If you were to make the return trip home, it will again take 20 years and conceivably you know, 40 years total. Somebody could still be alive if they started young enough. 
But according to the clocks back on Earth, <laughs> you've been gone for 56,000 years. <laughs> there's, I don't, there's nobody here. Yeah. <laughs> you two, or if, they, even if humans are still alive, uh, they, they wouldn't, don't remember you leaving. No. So that's it, like, it would be cool to yeah. see like the Imagine changes what was in going technology. 56,000 like, years ago. Oh my goodness. Oh, no. Oh, this incidentally wow. is why it's problematic that people think that like, oh, aliens have visited Earth. They just kind of fly here at light speed and then go home. It's like, no, by the time they got home anywhere, like ridiculous amounts of time would have passed. Huh. So time, something we think of as being so fundamental and unchangeable, uh-huh. is actually just a quirk of our perspective. And the passing of time is absolutely relative to your position and velocity. We sort of assume it's all the same because we all have essentially the same position and velocity. Right. Einstein actually proposed this idea long, long ago, but it was purely theoretical. Uh, with modern measurement tools, though, uh, even something simple like a GPS satellite, uh, we've actually shown uh, that he was absolutely right. Uh, even knowing that, though, there we still don't have a practical way to make a stoplight change faster. So you just out of luck there. Yeah. Now, if you if you at home want to play around with time calculations, uh, I've included a link to the space time uh, travel time calculator in the show notes, so you can check it out. Uh, which is where I got some of these numbers for those super nerds out there. Yes, you can actually input locations from Star Trek <laughs> on a little drop down uh, menu into the calculator and see how much time would pass on Earth uh, during your trip to Planet Vulcan or the star Wolf three five nine. But spoiler alert: uh, the answers. Uh, may break your uh, illusion that traveling that fast is something you would actually want to do. That's my crazy (laughs) thought for the week, just thinking about time. I I hope you enjoyed the time spent thinking about time. And uh, we'll take a break and we will come back with Rachel. Thanks for breaking I think we all need it from, uh, yeah, our brains are broken. So now we need to, you know, take a break for our brain. Take some time. We'll see you soon. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, So this week, I wanted to talk about a creature that actually in like the overall scheme of things, even though our brains have just been broken about time. um, (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) um, You're not, though. No, he's not. (laughs) No, so, I'm not. You're right. <laughs> so overall, uh, was more recently discovered, actually, uh, back in 1998. Okay. Okay. So, oh, okay. That's, yeah. No, that's. That is pretty recent. The Fairly older I recent. get, the more recent that seems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Speaking of time being weird. <laughs> Um, yeah. Now, uh, this particular creature uh, became actually very widespread after its discovery, going all across the, the globe. It was spread across. It's a relatively small creature um, with okay. a wide variety of looks. I'll tell you what it is at the end. Um, it has a wide variety <laughs> okay. of looks, but so overall, okay. <laughs> overall, it has like a it's kind of reminiscent of like a hamster. Uh, it's like covered in fur, mm-hmm. has these large ears and um, some pretty decent size like feet that are kind of look similar to like raptor claws or like raptor feet. Like they don't have like claws or talons at the end of it, but like okay. they very much uh, have 
that kind of foot structure. They're not covered in fur like the rest of the body. Um, okay. Another dis- uh, another very distinctive uh, feature of this creature is that it has very large forward-facing eyes and a beak. This is uh, not the movie, the year that the movie Gremlins came out. So you're not talking about the Mogwai. Hmm. No. So. Okay, good. No. <laughs> that uh, movie wait, scared me. Did you me say it had fur? <laughs> yeah. Did you say it had, had fur? fur? I did. And a beak. Big forward facing yeah. eyes. And uh-huh. Is this a real animal? Is this a, is this a wait, Furby? Is this a Furby? It's a Furby, isn't it? You're talking about Furbies. Rachel, are you talking about Furbies? Why are you talking about Furbies? That's not an animal. Oh my gosh. All right, I, go on. I'm so it's a very really good. Where this is going. It's a very solid mimic uh, to the point where uh, for uh-huh. a little while, uh, having this creature actually prevented. Um, it was actually banned from several intelligence agencies. Like they couldn't come into the office <laughs> because of how strong the mimic was. They might repeat something. They might yeah. repeat something in a sensitive space. Uh huh. Uh huh. That being said, Gosh, like I wasn't that far off when I said, uh, <laughs> you know, gremlins. Yeah, you really Furbies weren't. And gremlins are um, similar, so <laughs> you did. You did guess. Yes, it is. It's, I'm. Do, I'm talking about Furbies. April Fools, everybody. I was trying really hard. <laughs> Um, but actually I am actually talking about Furbies a little bit today. Uh, I decided to just pull a fun little prank on y'all because it's not quite April Fool's Day, but I've been in a a kind of pranky, silly mood. So, uh, hilariously it came after (laughs) Kirk broke our brains with time. So I thought, well, this is going to be excellent. I'm going to be talking about Furbies. We we sniffed you out, Rachel. You did, you did very very quickly. I think we both great. had the thought what? at the same time. It's got fur, so it's a mammal. Uh huh. And it's got big eyes and claw-like feet and a beak. Uh huh. The, the beak was what gave it away. The yeah. beak really. Yeah. I kind of figured the beak would like kind of kind of take me down. So oh, well, good one, Rachel. Uh, Rachel, do you wait? I try. Does everyone? I don't know if anyone listening knows what a Furby is exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. So for Furby everybody a, who a doesn't toy. quite know, yeah, yep. it is a child's toy that came about in 1998. Uh, it was bought. It started off by. Uh, it's a pretty much a domestically. It's a domestic little tiny robot. Okay, so it's an electronic yep. toy, and it was developed first by David Hampton and Caleb Chung. From Ty- and they were able to bring it to Tiger Electronics, and then it was bought from uh, bought by Hasbro. Now it's actually come back oh, into existence um, when it was first mm-hmm. uh, like a big thing way back when I was a kid. It was it had like over forty million Furbies were sold in three years from wow. nineteen ninety eight oh, to two thousand one. There was wow. forty million Furbies. Um, and it actually is able, it has its own language that it starts speaking in furbish is what they call it. (laughs) And then eventually will pro it is programmed to start using more, uh, well, I guess I, 
I'm going to say English words and phrases and like transition. So it looks like it's um, learning English, which is why learning with air quotes. Um, But it, that is the reason why there was a mistake. Like a modern version. Oh yeah. Well, there's been issues with it. You hooked up the chat GPT. That'd be terrifying. Yeah, that would be terrifying. 100%. I'm sure it's coming. Um, Well, (laughs) I mean, they went away. And then they came back from 2012 to 2018. Yes, they, did. Uh, they had a whole new uh, variety with uh, different colors and more toys. And, like, obviously, they were more toys, and they were one of the top toys for Christmas of 2013, which is crazy. Um, they're actually really popular with My like son hackers has one. and stuff. I had oh. one when I was a kid. Um, just so that way people I was... like can do like you can modify them they're very popular to be modified unfortunately uh the sure. very first <laughs> they did change it with the later iterations but the very first one didn't have an off switch okay oh gosh yeah this as, to this day it's sometimes hard to like get them to go to sleep even still yeah yeah um they did develop the 2005 the second generation they did include uh an off on off switch um and they will generally if you say sleep or whatever that command is they'll sleep um but i think they're now connected to like they can be connected to bluetooth now which i don't know if i like at all um nope it's disturbing that's how it starts people that's how Mm -hmm. it starts that's how it starts um, uh, you know, see, yeah. in our household, what my son has is a variation on a Furby mm-hmm. called Furbaka. Oh, um, yeah. A Chewbacca <laughs> themed uh, mm-hmm. Furby. Yeah. It's, uh, it's really something. <laughs> it came well, out I, uh, in 2015. <laughs> I do and not it, have and have never had a Furby. I was too old for the first round and I didn't have kids in time for the second round. So. Well, you'll be ready for round three. I guess so. Well, you say that, but we've already the got GPT enabled for a generation at yeah. this point. So it'd be the fifth generation at that point. Would be Ooh, the fifth I wouldn't right. recommend it. Um, because they actually uh so you remember how I said it'll, that it'll be uh, like saying spooky things. Yeah, people don't like that. Um uh, I will you remember when uh I told you that it was um banned by several security agencies way back in nineteen 19- 99 <laughs> right, yep yeah. yeah i remember that um it was primarily due to rumors and everything it wasn't actually anything to do with the furby itself um sure, sure. but now the more recent ones uh that have just i have figured out they've been able to uh, security researchers have found out that the microphone on a furby can actually be remotely activated and used to record voice through a Bluetooth connection. So I think they're probably going to end up being banned Wonderful. again. Wonderful. So Amazing. that's always great. Yeah. <laughs> I love how there's people out there who are like, I would never put get a Furby in my home. Hey, mm-hmm. Alexa, don't <laughs> yep. let us buy Furbies. Okay. Like, what? You, really? You have that? But it's you, okay. the same thing. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure the Furby yeah. is your biggest concern. But how do the security just, agencies... I just said the A word, so I just like activated everybody's, you know, like I said, Alexa, put a Furby on my shopping list. Now mm-hmm. that's on people's shopping list. So I yeah. apologize. I'll stop saying that. 
<laughs> you might want to go remove the Furby from your shopping list. My my Maybe. question now though is how does security mm-hmm. security agencies feel about the elf on the shelf? I don't know, but it should be banned because that Oof. is a weird and yeah. scary thing. No, I I do not like the elf on the shelf. We do I not, do not like it either. Well, now we're alienating mm-hmm. our audience who yeah. likes elf on the shelf. I have to yeah. apologize. For those of you who like to guilt your children on yeah. the holidays. She like pineapple mm-hmm. and oh, yeah, elf on the shelf. Don't agree. Yeah. What if you had a, a We still appreciate you. I say flavored elf in the shelf. That's not right. No, you don't you eat don't the elf, eat the in elf the on the shelf, right? No. no End of the season, so. you put them in the microwave and roast them up. <laughs> See, I'm not part of this. That didn't exist when I was a kid, so I don't know how mm-hmm. it works, I yeah. guess. I, yeah. Rachel, congratulations. You've Thank made you. this episode go very strange. Thank you. Yes. That very, was very strange. And, and <laughs> unnatural, yeah. dare I say it. <laughs> Any more? Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to do air quotes here. Uh, animal facts about Furbies we should know? Um, nah. I just wanted to see how long uh, it would take before you realized that I was going to talk about Furbies <laughs> how today. How far you could go? <laughs> I was real confused. I was yeah. like, um... The confusion was, that was they solid. spread around the world. I'm like... I'm like, did I misunderstand? Does she mean that like the sensation of like viral videos spread or the mm-hmm. actual animal? And No, the actual animal. Good one. Good one. <laughs> Thank you. You got, you got us. You got yeah. us. Uh, April Fool's, everybody. Mostly because we put it's a little early. Rachel. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. I have a real topic next week. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, someone's going to listen to this in like July and be like, what the heck? <laughs> Good. <laughs> Uh, it's either so, really late or really early for April Fools. One of the two. Yeah, no okay. in between. But that's what I have, have for it. everyone this week. <laughs> so amazing! Thanks. <laughs> amazing. Um, what an episode! Uh, yeah. <laughs> Wild. Uh, yeah. So right. thanks everybody for listening. Uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye bye. See you next week. Bye bye. Thanks, everyone, for listening to today's show. Be sure to subscribe. New episodes drop every Wednesday, and we love sharing this strange world with all of our listeners. If you would be so kind as to leave us a five-star review, that would be great. It lets other lovers of The Strange discover the show. You can reach out to us on social media by searching for Strange by Nature Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can send us an email as well. Our address is contact at strangebynaturepodcast.com. If you want more information about the show, you can also check out our website, which is strangebynaturepodcast.com. Until next week, get outside, stay curious, and embrace the strange.